Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. I'm your host, Keon Dillon. Thank you for listening. Let's go. Hello, hello. What's up? It's your girl, Keyonce, in the building. Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. Um, my name is Keon Dillon. I am a New Orleans-based brujo, hoodoo practitioner, tarot reader, spiritualist, and Afrofuturist cosmonaut coming to you from the sixth dimension, Han Bidiabosha. <laughs> um... So yeah, so I have been doing tarot for about 10 years now. I um, have a history of shaman practice. Um, I like to call it psychedelic shaman practice. Um, I am a hoodoo practitioner. I grew up in Mississippi. Um, My grandmother was an intuitive. She passed away actually um, on the harvest full moon on Friday the 13th. October, well actually it was a September the 13th, that Friday the 13th last year of 2019, um, actually this past Friday made her six months, um, made six months since she has passed. And low key, a girl is, I think she went in the best time because Lord Jesus, shit is real. Hey, um, yeah, I definitely attribute my gifts to her. I grew up listening to her, um, interpret her dreams um, anytime she had a dream, she'd be like, Lord, let me tell you about this dream. Period. She always um, just kind of knew what was up. I'm going to do a complete episode about her, I think, um, about my grandmother, Ella V, just to dedicate. You know, she did a lot of work for the community also. I just attribute a lot of my spiritual beliefs and a lot of my spiritual practices to her and that lineage that I come from. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to do this podcast basically because it's a lot to talk about, girl. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot happening out there. And, you know, I'm really a quiet type of girl. You know, I don't really be out here. Um, I am a five-planet Capricorn. Just so y'all know, I'm a sun, moon, sign of Uranus, and Neptune Capricorn. So, you know, a girl is pretty private. I don't really be out here in these streets. You know, you see me on Instagram and stuff, and you see the personality, but you don't really be know what's going on. But... This is a critical time, and I have really been driven to create more content. A lot of people who do know me know that I'm somewhat of um, a solitary individual, although I do love to pop out. Y'all know I'm, I'm crazy, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on interdimensionally. There is a lot going on socially, politically, economically. Um, in the midst of this coronavirus, there are things going on in the government, for instance, that we are not privy to because all of the attention is focused on this coronavirus. So this show today, I just wanted to do a little introduction of myself, and then I wanted to go over the astrology of what is going on right now with the coronavirus um, and with this coming age. You know, we're in the age of Aquarius, girl. This is the age of Aquarius, 
And also Uranus is in Taurus. And if you follow me on Instagram, you already know that I've been talking a lot about this in terms of what it means for um, the implication. What, what are the implications for society of um, these types of astrological um, events happening, such as Uranus and Taurus. And I'm going to talk a little bit about science fiction and the kind of this new era that we're moving into. And I'm going I'm to pull a quarter or two, you know, I, I just wanted to get on here and like, you know, end with a little, a little tarot reading, you know, I can't get on here and not slang some cards, girl. So that's what I'm going to be doing for this episode. So if you ready to freedom. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's get started. Okay, so first off, let me tell you, I am not a health professional. I have taken coursework and studied public health at the graduate school level. Um, I went to grad school at University of Michigan, and I did study sociology. That is what my master's degree is in. And I currently am in a master's in business administration program at Tulane University where I work. And so this is coming from my perspective and from my knowledge of these disciplines. I am not trying to give you any kind of medical advice. This is just strictly the opinion of your girl, Keyonce, on this show. And your girl is a researcher, so... I do make sure I know where the receipts come from. I check my sources, girl. Sometimes my sources might not be of this dimension, but best believe it's a perception. Okay. (laughs) All right. So what exactly is coronavirus? What exactly is COVID-19? Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses that cause illness ranging from the common cold to more severe diseases such as severe acute respiratory syndrome. Coronavirus disease, COVID-19, is a new strain that was discovered in 2019 and has not been previously identified in humans. So what they're saying basically is that coronavirus is... A mutated strain of um, a previous form of this virus. So coronaviruses are a family of viruses. And one of the, I guess, most alarming things about this virus, um, according to scientists, is that it is spreading very quickly. Um, one of the, Also, one of the reasons it's called coronavirus, corona, corona in Spanish means crown, and it is unique in that way because its molecular structure uh, resembles that of a crown, and that's how it infiltrates different cells and stuff like that. I love science like this. But anyway, um, so the coronavirus, it is it's spreading very quickly. Um, I actually watched the movie Contagion. I don't know if any of you have heard of that before. (laughs) Apparently, like, it has gone up. Like, the demand to see it has gone up. And it's, like, number one trending on Netflix or whatever. But um, shout out to my friend Porter, Flurry of Femmes, for telling me about um, that movie. But I did watch that movie. And apparently, Kate Winslet consulted with a lot of different scientists in order to figure out um, how best to act. Because she's she's like a scientist in the movie. And Gwyneth Paltrow is in the movie. 
Um, also, Gwyneth Paltrow kind of took one for the team because she died like she died within thirty minutes of the movie. I was like, "Damn, a white lady died already, girl! This is serious shit, girl. This is some serious shit." I was like, "Ain't ain't no black folks died at girl." So Gwyneth Paltrow, you gotta watch that movie. But I, one of the things I really like about that movie is that it um, it really gets into the fine details about disease trans or virus transmission um the origins of it i'm not going to spoil too much of the movie but that movie it was it was made in 2011 and it really really on point as far as the origins of a lot of viruses um and also the way that the media would react the way that society would react and also, I like the movie a lot because it kind of uses, it uses, it puts you kind of in a sensory environment. So, for instance, whenever they're showing the fact that a lot of people are going to pick up everyday supplies from the grocery store, instead of, like, showing people having conversation about that or people talking about it, they show people grabbing everything. And you hear the sounds. You hear the sounds of people grabbing tissue, people grabbing um rakes i don't really remember exactly what everyone was grabbing but that is one unique thing i noticed about the movie and also you anytime somebody cough <laughs> you really they really make the cost noticeable so they'll have someone walk up and be like um oh my god i think i have the corona <laughs> not the corona but that was just an example but i'll be like dang i was like dang they are really like they kind of like really put you in touch with a different kind of element because I noticed with the corona, anytime somebody be coughing, I'd be like, girl, I rebuke thee in the name of Jesus and I'd be spraying my Florida water. High key, I have been going to work for the past week with my little concoction with some 70 and 90% rubbing alcohol and also my Florida water. And you know, I've been spraying everything. I got my paper towels. <laughs> You know, I got him. I got him here. Um, <laughs> but um, so next, I kind of wanted to get into the politics of everything that's going on, because it's a lot going on in terms of the ways that the government has been handling this virus and the information about it. So I am. I love to pontificate about conspiracy theories. I do enjoy learning about a lot of different sides of historical events. That um, So I might be discussing some conspiracy theories in this episode, and I am in no way saying that they are true. I just like to offer interesting points of view. Um, so, but this is, this ain't no conspiracy theory right here. Apparently... Trump got news about all of this and was presented with the idea to offer these tests on a grand scale to the country, but then denied that, um, which is very interesting. And also another thing that's going on that's really messed up is the fact that our healthcare system can't, can't handle this burden. And for decades, on top of decades, we've been putting so much money into the military. And it's just ironic that 
I, I mean, I thought that the world would end from some kind of nuclear war before a virus that we can't even really see with the naked eye just ends all of this stuff. Like, ¿qué está pasando? Like, what is happening? Um, yeah. And I think that part of this is also showing the fact that we need better so- social safety nets. Like, and we also can't live in this frequency. This is kind of the spiritual part of it, but we can't remain in this individualist tribal frequency anymore, uh, especially because we are all connected through these forces of globalization, but also on a spiritual level, which I'm going to get to that in a little bit, talking about spiritual implications of this disease. But it's like, we can't continue living in this kind of mindset that we that we are only affected by certain stuff on different parts in different parts of the world. It's like, no, this virus is really exposing the fact that we need a better social infrastructure. We need to have policies, economic and political efforts to provide safety nets, social safety nets for the most vulnerable people in the world. It's very sad the fact that we are witnessing that our healthcare system can't even handle something like this and something that people have been predicting for years. Scientists have known about this. This is a lot of there's a lot of books about this in terms of our movement. And this is also in some science fiction. Um, Our movement from the information age to the virus age, because this is a repercussion of the ways that we have treated the earth. This is a repercussion of deforestation and displacement of different types of species. This is a repercussion of unregulated markets. This is a repercussion of our interaction with different species that we ain't supposed to be interacting with. And I am not for xenophobia. Like, I don't believe that Asian people just inherently have this disease or this virus or anything like that. This is about markets. So there's a lot of different theories about the reasons this virus spread and the origins of it. Um, There's some conspiracy theories that it was created. It's a whole nother topic. But some of the theories about its propagation is that one deforestation contributed to this. So I don't think a lot of people don't think about the fact that we use so much land when and uh, a lot of people don't think about the fact that we use so much land for agriculture mega agriculture has contributed to the destruction of all kinds of land all kinds of forests and the displacement of a lot of different types of species that we historically haven't had any any interaction with Um, and a lot of these species carry viruses and so, for instance, I watched this video on YouTube, um, and it was talking about how bats, for instance, they are living in these places that typically they wouldn't live in because they because their environment has been destroyed. And so they, at nighttime, are like biting pigs, for instance, swine flu. Uh, they're biting pigs, and then these pigs are sick and then the people who farm those pigs get sick and then people eat them and then it all of it just goes to shit and because it just spreads everywhere 
Also, there's an alter- another theory, which this is a confluence of different factors that contributed to the spread of this disease, but also there's a theory about the markets. So these are called wet markets in Wuhan, China, and there's wet markets all over the planet. So this is about the this is about a space and an interaction with viruses. Um, interaction with, this is about a space that created the conditions for a virus like this to grow and spread. So in these wet markets, you have a lot of people selling different types of animals that typically we don't have access to or that they're endangered species from all types of different areas of the planet. Um, Sometimes there are bats in that. There's other types of animals. Um, For instance, these aren't animals that I'm talking about, but think about like, let's say you have cows, chickens, ferrets, bats, all in one cage packed on top of each other. They're shitting everywhere. They're pissing. Some of them get sick. This, This environment spreads these germs, these bacteria, these viruses, because all of these different types of animals come in contact and viruses mutate. They're very intelligent. They're not exactly life but they are able to replicate based on a genetic makeup and they and for instance coronavirus it attacks the rna rather than the dna which is also a specific characteristic that's kind of like alarming for scientists but you have all these exotic species living in these areas that we've never had any contact with think about malaria think about ebola think about these diseases that people contract um because their immune systems are not used to the types of viruses that are out there. So in these wet markets, you have all these animals, and then you have people butchering animals, because it's a wet market, because that is like, let's say you want to get a cow, or you want to get some ribs. The Most likely the cow was killed in that market, and then you get it pretty fresh, which is cool, but these markets, specifically China, doesn't have any kind of regulatory policies um, that prevent the the hunting and sale of these of these animals, and so they, I think there's this one clause in um in their law in their policies that says that this type of these types of animals are natural resources, so. Um, they can use those to like make money and all that kind of stuff. So basically, it's unregulated, and the markets create these conditions so that all these different types of animals, and animals and different types of viruses, different types of all kinds of shit, just interacts and it spreads everywhere. So that's kind of my my low key <laughs> ratchet way of telling you everything. But also, I mean, there are theories. I saw, <laughs> I've seen a lot of theories, but there are theories that. This was the accidental escape of a virus that scientists were working on um, in order to create create vaccines, which, I mean, to me, that does sound, this sounds like it could be kind of plausible. I don't know. I'm just presenting the opinion because I think it's interesting. But they say that, um, yeah, that this virus somehow got out and that it <laughs> originated in the United States. I don't know. Go read the story. 
But I think that is very interesting because you do, like, for instance, with influenza, the flu vaccine, you do, scientists work with the flu vaccine in order to figure out vaccines. Scientists work work with the flu virus in order to figure out vaccines for it. So it's very interesting. Very interesting um, conspiracy theories out there. Very interesting theories on why this disease, this is happening. But I think baseline, the spiritual aspect of this that's most important to think about is the fact that this is happening because we have violated cosmic law and we've violated um, the specific ways that we live within a system. We live in a system. We don't, we, the way, the way that we've treated the environment has been very like, you know, this is our planet, but like this the pl- we're kind of like a product of the planet like there is no getting around that and we have ignored well stuff that a lot of ancient people have known about for centuries for millennia as far as our relationship to the land giving back not taking too much this is a product of deforestation this is a product of unregulated markets t- for greed to be um, quite frank about it to freedom (laughs) but this is about greed because mega agriculture has destroyed so much land we've had so much bloodshed over this we also are living in the midst of the worst refugee crisis in modern history in written history do you understand this so there's like a lot going on, but I think that it's very apparent. It's becoming apparent for, honestly, I don't really know if people are going to really wake up and if things are actually going to change. To be honest, I think that we live in this dimension, this reality here, um, is we live in a glitch. And this is a glitch in the computer program because it's so easy for people to be brainwashed into groupthink. There are so many symbols in media and propaganda to get people to think a certain way through fear, through fear mongering, through xenophobia. Like we have to really think about that. And like, so honestly, I really don't know if this is going to get any better and I think for me and a lot of my tribe we see that this is the fact we see that this is happening on such a grand scale and so devastating because we don't have policies that make sure people are able to be healthy like this virus spreads especially to it affects this virus affects people who are immune immunocompromised and older people. We don't have a lot of resources to even take care of the aging population and baby boomers they're they're called baby boomers because they're like the largest number of people in a generation. They're getting old and we don't have the systems in place to even take care of them. So this is very illuminating but then you also have a lot of people who don't want to believe anything who think that shit is too socialist if you try to provide paid sick leave (laughs) if you provide universal income hey now can i get a witness honey the abortion and then 
Why? Oh, Jesus. So that Southern Baptist coming out in me. But I think it is very interesting, um, everything that's happening and the spiritual implications of the fact that this is cosmic law and this is karma. I don't like to say karma because, I, I mean, we all didn't do it, but we do exist as a grand soul. We are all humans. In my beliefs, I do believe that humans, that the society, that we as humans have an oversoul. And this is kind of a natural repercussion. Also, if you look at a lot of different types of theories, they talk about how we move. I think there's a lot of books, science fiction books that talk about this. As far as um, living in the information age and altering the landscape of the planet so much that you have these viruses that spread and despite i mean it's very amazing that we do have technology um but i think that this virus is really showing the the weaknesses inherent in um whenever you don't look out for society look out for um your neighbor hey now hey anyway <laughs> For the time being, your girl is doing, practicing the social distancing, keeping my six feet. You know, I ain't going to no restaurants for now because one of the reasons that I'm practicing social distancing is because they say that scientists are saying that there's this thing called herd immunity and over 60 to 70% of everybody gotta have this had this virus before we all build up kind of a, an immune, a immune response to it um and also this gives time for people to get tested and so that we can learn more information about the virus before shit mutate because one thing about the spanish flu in 1918 is that it happened and then it seemed to calm down and then it came back because that motherfucker mutated. And mutating is basically whenever a virus figures out how to overcome um, people's immune responses. And this is like antibodies in your body. It basically is like, oh, so you have thought. <laughs> you have thought I was gone. Oh, sis. Oh, oh, you have thought I was gone. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's real cute. Cause I'm back, biatch. I'm back. <laughs> is that funny? But yeah. So that is the way that these things work. So for me, I'm taking the precautions of social distancing because with this 1918 Spanish flu, I read that one of the reasons that Spain was affected so badly, and it's named after the Spain Spanish flu, um, they compare the effects in Spain versus St. Louis. And this was happening in the context of World War II. Um, and you had all these troops traveling around. But Spain, I think Spain had this kind of like celebration or a parade where all these soldiers like marched through the town. And then all these, everybody got it um, in Spain because they had this huge procession. And they gathered in such a huge crowd. Whereas St. Louis 
enforced curfews. They enforced quarantines. They enforced like um, different types of policies to reinforce the social distancing. And so their rate of the Spanish flu and their deaths was like, it was way lower than Spain. Um, and so this is very important to, this is very important. Like, y'all know I live in New Orleans and the party don't stop because Dionysus is thick up in here. But girl, it this past weekend was St. Patrick's weekend and ugh, the news show, everybody was out on Bourbon Street. I'm like, y'all don't understand this shit. It takes two weeks sometimes for stuff to show up so you i'm like y'all really testing it because me girl i'm low-key living my life thankfully you know this is a privilege i'm not i am i feel for the people who are out there with the sickness and all the deaths is scary as fuck but i'm like girl i am inside i'm getting my work done i'm doing my capricorn thing girl and if you if you just inside watching netflix and eating junk food um that is kind of what I've been doing for about 70% of the time, to be honest, um, which is all good. But you need to come up with a plan. What you about to do um, moving forward? <laughs> What's the plan, sis? Because it's a lot happening. And, you know, you need to figure out. Online te- teaching is about to be huge. E-commerce, e- anything is about to be huge. I talked about this in an IG Live last year. We are in Uranus and Taurus. This is tech, the technological innovation age. But also, this this has to do with moving into a new information age. Moving... Ah, this is the viral age. Point blank period. This is the viral age. But also, we are living in the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius has to do with technology has to do with um, humanitarian efforts also, which this this is shedding effort. This is shedding light on the fact that we need we need to do better. We got to do better. We got to do very. We got to do better. Tenemos que hacer mejor. Yes, because we got to do better for the future generations. Ancient philosophy. Native American philosophies, all kinds of ancient philosophies made it so that they set up their social systems so that they could look out for the next seven generations. Girl, at this point, it don't look like it's going to be three. Cha. It don't look like, girl. Do you really have, does it, does it look like we done set ourselves up to live for seven more generations, Chong? The age of Aquarius, 2020, child. Y'all thought 2012, 2012 was the quiet transition. Hey, now. 2020 is that real year. And I said all fucking last year. I was like, girl, 2020 is going to be one. It's more retrogrades in this year than than a lot of different, than the past five, ten years. It's a lot that's going on. Um... Also, one thing I wanted to talk about was these predictions. The Sylvia Brown and Dane Kuntz debate. Grawl. Get into these these predictions of the coronavirus. Okay, so Sylvia Brown in a 2008 book of hers mentioned that there's going to be an influenza-like disease that hit 
the planet hit society in 2020 and she said it would specifically affect the lungs and that it would appear and then vanish and then 10 years later come back and then just as fast as it came through that it would disappear again completely (laughs) um and so dean Kuntz actually and i think his book in the it was in the early 1980s um let me check and see which book it is the eyes of darkness and i actually used to read dean Kuntz whenever i was younger i was very much so into sci-fi and like stuff that talked about the the age we live living in right now shout out to the cosmonauts out there yes but apparently dean Kuntz in his book talked about a specific kind of bioweapon uh, called Wuhan 400, which Wuhan is the place uh, that they speculate that the coronavirus originated in. Other conspiracy theories say it's the United States child. But in Dean Kuntz's book, the virus is not a flu-like virus that affects the lungs, like Sylvia Brown said, but it is a virus that affects the brainstem. But it's very interesting that he talks about a Wuhan 400 disease. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what to think about that stuff. I'm just putting it out there. I think it's very interesting. Um, Yeah, I think it's very interesting. But also there have been scientists, like I said, who have been talking about this for a long, 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 long time. A long time, girl. Okay, so let's get into this tarot reading that I promised y'all at the beginning of the episode. So I'm just going to pull three cards. And I guess I would ask you on the other side, unless you're driving, don't close your eyes or doing anything where you need to see. But close your eyes and take a few breaths in and out. Breathe in. Breathe out. One more. Breathe in. Breathe out. Alright, so I'm shuffling the cards. And this message just applies to you whenever you hear it. I do believe that readings... The information conveyed in readings is relevant across time and space. We live in a multidimensional reality. All these dimensions are on top of each other existing at the same time, including, well, time don't exist. It's all happening at the same moment. We just see it as separate. Shuffling the cards, and I'm going to choose three cards very quickly. Calling on the blessings of our benevolent ancestors, ascendant masters, and spirit guides. Oh, all right. So we have these cards here. Girl, we got the King of Pentacles. 
So the King of Pentacles is a personality type of card, and it's based in Pentacles, which is an Earth sign card and has to do with your money. So I use the Rider Waite card. I've had this deck since 2007. Shout out to my BFF Caroline here in Gentilly, New Orleans. Um, so King of Pentacles really has to do with building a kingdom, and I like to degender these cards. So I, I also identify as um, non-binary. So king is more about the energy and with the king cards it's about that executive type of thinking with the king of pentacles child is say, saying executive type of thinking about your money executive type of thinking about how you gain resources executive thinking about tapping into your abundance hundi the abusha i speak blessings on your name it's also a lot of different spirits a lot of different kind of um symbolism in this card we see a lot of greenery a lot of growth around this king figure we see a castle in the background we see him looking at the pinnacle concentrating on the pinnacle as if channeling the manifestation energy um, the manifestation will if you will <laughs> the sky is yellow in the background which is very indicates vibrant vibrancy 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 also uh, we got the four of wands in the background and that is yellow also which i haven't noticed that before and i've been doing tarot for about 12 years but we have the four of wands and the four of wands is about celebration between people who are um, creating a partnership or creating a tribe or uh, I wouldn't say a kingdom. This is a smaller group of people. This could also relate to the fact that in work, we need to do more collaboration. We need to understand communal ways of garnering um, capital, to be quite frank. So this is, I think this this really relates to the fact that especially with the king of pentacles we really need to be thinking about communal efforts to create safety nets because if the government is not going to create no safety nets for us we got to be thinking about safety nets for ourselves so this means donating more to organizations that are doing this type of work this means um doing more research yourself on how we can begin to build resources together because we're not really going to get through this if we keep being so individualistic i think it's really amazing like i've seen so many schools doing free lunches for kids because they otherwise would not be able to eat i think that's great i think one of the things that we have to understand is it might seem like we are going through dismal times which we got the five of cups that kind of relates to this well the five of cups shows a figure who is kind of like crying over three spilled cups but in the background there's two cups standing up the cups is a water sign card and stands for um social relationships um and so it might seem like things are really messed up at this time, but we have to understand that as long as you have community, you, we are not alone. And I think one of the things, one of the existential things about being a human is um, the fear of being alone in some ways, which sometimes you can't, we all got to die. But at the same time, we have to understand that 
it doesn't have to be like Armageddon. There might be suffering going on, but one of the most important things is to understand that the one of this is a cosmic law that we we exist as a group. We are a species, and while I think it's, I mean, we do all need alone time, but I don't think that I, that that is different. Individualism as a philosophy for um, how society should exist is this doesn't work. We exist within a reality, a dimension that works based on patterns. We have to be within the system. This is a systemic reality. And we have to understand that we as a human system need to have better safety nets. Everyone needs to be healthy. Period. Everyone deserves the right, everyone deserves the right to self-actualization. We have to have better better resources and safety nets in place for that. And um yeah, that is basically the reading. So I would say short term, figure out your money and figure out how to look in ways for community support. If you are struggling financially, look out for community support. You know what I mean? Like figure out ways to band together with other people and collaborate because that is one of the the, the features um, of the age of Aquarius. We got to we got to figure out humanitarian efforts on a community level and understand that we we do have the power. So, yeah, on that note, thank you for listening and, you know, follow me on IG, Millennial Soul Food, M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S-O-U-L-F-O-O-D. And I'm working on my website right now. I'm doing a relaunch and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about this. I'm going to be seeing about putting it up on iTunes and all that kind of stuff at some point. Um, But yeah, let me know what you think. Love y'all so much. Thank you. Bye.